0: Hello and welcome to the Better Video Podcast. I'm Nick Francis and I want to help you to understand and profit from using video for your employee, B2B and B2C comms. Today we're going to be getting to grips with defining and bringing your employer brand to life with video. Now, don't worry if this isn't your specialist area. Most of what we cover is relevant to anyone working with video. My guest, Dan Perkins, is Global Employer Brand Lead at GE Healthcare having joined them from Rolls-Royce, where he was the Global Employer Brand Manager earlier this year. We've worked with Dan for some time at Casual, so it's going to be really great to be able to share some of his knowledge with you. This podcast was originally recorded as a live webcast, and if you're interested in being involved in these in the future and putting your questions to my guests, I'll put the link in the show notes. If you enjoy this, don't forget to subscribe and give it a review and also keep an eye out for our next one where I'm going to be interviewing Denise Feldman, Marriott International's Director of Content Marketing for Employer Branding. Marriott have been doing some really interesting work in this space, much of it driven by Denise, so that should be a really good one. Anyway, that's quite enough preamble, on with the show. Hello everyone, um, and welcome to the Better Video Power Hour. Um, My guest today is GE Healthcare's Global Employer Brand Lead, Dan Perkins. Dan has had a uh, much celebrated career in employer brand. And um, I guess without further ado, do you want to just start by giving us a a brief history of Dan Perkins?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I won't start too early. (laughs) I'll start with my career. Um, So, yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. Um, Obviously, we go back a a long way. I think I was one of the first uh, people to use casual films uh, right back in the day. So, um, yeah, I started my career uh, in media, um, sort of recruitment advertising at uh, EMAP Publishing. Um, and then I muscled my way into an advertising agency called Tribal, if you remember them. Um, sold for well. a pound a long time ago to TMP. Um, so there were some great people there. I think some of them might still be at TMP, actually. Um, so, yeah, I worked um, worked at Tribal for, for, for a fair while, joined as account manager um, working on a whole range of uh, different, mainly public sector clients. Um, and then I did a brief stint at WMW and worked on some big uh, blue chip corporate clients, uh, PepsiCo, Orange, Craft, um, InBev, various um, interesting brands. Then I went back to Tribal, uh, worked my way as a client partner. Um, I also ran a small sort of RPO business. We had um, client highways agencies, legal ombudsman, um, so that was a really good experience, kind of, you know, getting involved in the whole sort of start to finish, the whole uh, recruitment uh, cycle. Um, then I decided to be a hippie, uh, take off to India, um, get out of the, the industry, ca- came back and went, uh, what did I do? Yeah, well, that, that, was, that was good fun. As most people who know me, I kind of came back with a daughter, so that was unexpected, but, but beautiful. Um, and then I, I, then start, I set up
0: I'm, my aunt. I the daughter.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah um the two go together well so um and then yeah so from then I set up my own company so I was doing a lot of consultancy work um working with Alexander demand solutions as well and that's when I got the the gig at uh, Rolls-Royce so I, mm. I was doing a bit of consultancy work to start with then I got offered the full-time uh, role of global employer brand manager and I was there for about six years and then I left there in April this year and uh, to join G Healthcare as their employer brand leader. So that's right. a quick
0: summary. <laughs> nice, okay, So sort of all squashed down. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. just for people who maybe aren't so familiar, uh, what exactly is employer brand and why is it important?
1: So that's a big question, um, I mean, to me, I get there's lots of, of you know explanations of uh, of what employer brand is and lots of technical terms. The way I see it is you know just as any kind of consumer brand, you know we have to sell our companies um, why would talent want to come and work for a certain company? So I always think of employer brand, you know, uh, and EVP as a cake. So you know if the EVP is the substance of the cake, um, or in other words, why people would want to work here, you know, what the good things, the bad things, the challenging things the employer brand is the outer wrapper or the, the icing. Um, and that's really, you know, all the different ways we communicate who we are as an employer and just was it? Um, an EVP. Sorry. Uh, good point. Employer or employee. I've never worked out which one is the correct term. It doesn't really matter. Um, value proposition. So in other words, you know, why would people want to come and work for, for your organization? Um, so yeah so so then obviously, the employer brand, um, how we communicate that I mean there's obviously a huge amount of, of ways we can do that um there's lots of tools you know from the career site uh, even basic things like job job postings um you know to video content, social media, et cetera, et cetera but it's also you know as as a brand is for you know the corporate brand, you know the employer brand is more than that um so it's also how. Talent interacts with us. It's you know conversations they have with recruiters. It's it's the experiences that they feel as they go through a recruitment process and all, all the way through from mm. you know that initial contact through to onboarding. Um, so it's you know it's a really big big area and that's why I enjoy it. You get mm. you know, involved in so many different areas. Yes, talent not usually sits within talent acquisition. Yeah, um, but you also you know have very strong connections with you know, the whole all the HR teams, development you know, reward and benefits um, and obviously the corporate brand teams um, and whoever yeah. else you want to throw in there. So it's really varied um, subject area. Mm. And I guess it's become more and more important
0: as you're trying
1: to, um,
0: as your, your people are, are the, the, the sort of the living embodiment of your brand, it's really important to have a very consistent message to them so that they can understand the way that the brand should be perceived by your customers and by everyone that they come into, into contact with.
1: Yeah, I mean it's yeah. You're, the second part of your question is why it's important. I didn't get mm. get round to that, <laughs> but you're, you're right. You know, for for me, it's vitally important. It's hard to convince uh, budget holders that that it's it's really important. Um, but it's, you know, in terms of warming up talent, in terms of how we present ourselves, um, you know, for me, the employer brand is is critical. I mean, in a lot of organizations, especially B2B, you know, I, I think there's a huge opportunity to, to do as, as much, as if, if not more, with the employer brand than, than the corporate brand at times. Um, you know, there's, there's so many synergies with between the, between them. Yeah. Um, and it's vital, you know, if you want to attract the best talent, and, you know, we all know it's a bit of a cliche, the, the whole... War for talent, but you know there's certain areas, you know, particularly in digital talent, you know, it's really difficult, and it's you know, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you attract that talent? And I was going to say, I mean, my um, Rolls Royce is an interesting one because you know it was a global role, and Rolls Royce is obviously a global company. Roughly half the workforce is still in the UK, whereas you know, G uh, healthcare. Is a complete opposite so you know it's really interesting when you start moving into and working in those global markets And mm-hmm. you know, i've got i've got a lot to learn obviously been here five months and um you know again when you start looking at how things are done in china or japan compared to emerging markets mm-hmm. or africa or us it's yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, very interesting
0: yeah and how you get a sort of consistent message that it's in all those different markets and doesn't feel too sort of shoehorned in for
1: anyone it's a massive
0: massive challenge
1: um, I guess just yeah. to sort of. In- um, no, I was going to yeah. say yeah, That's a that's a real key, and it you know, it, it's how you set a global strategy with a global EVP, um, which you know I'm happy to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. You know how you then create, I guess, that certain amount of freedom um, for the different markets to you know to play around within that framework, um, and that's kind of the stage on am getting to it at G Healthcare at the moment. So yeah, it's an yeah. interesting one.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's kind of what are the like the fundamental tenets of it that everyone yeah. has to adhere to? And then where are the bits that there's maybe a bit of space to make it a bit more relevant in the local market? Yeah. Um, I guess just to make this a little bit more relevant for the people who are um, joining us at home, um, I'm just going to play out the uh, the EVP film um, cool. for Rolls-Royce and uh, do you want to give it a brief intro?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so obviously a lot of this is going to be about video as well, hopefully. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways of going about creating video content. This one in particular, once we launched the, the sort of new employer brand, um, which was part of a much wider rebrand of, of Rolls-Royce from the corporate um, brand vision strategy all the way down, um, we, were, you know, we had to really dig around and find existing b roll um, because we didn't have the budgets to go out and shoot, you know, airplanes flying through the sky and our engines all over the world. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, but it, this, is, this is a great example of taking, you know, existing B-roll footage that we have from working with you guys on a lot of, you know, kind of early, early career stuff um, through to, you know, working with all of the corporate communications teams to get the best footage they had and then creating something that was still really powerful and felt new.
2: Rolls-Royce, we believe in the positive, transforming potential of technology. Throughout our rich heritage, we've pursued more competitive power, developing ever cleaner, safer, groundbreaking technologies that shape the world we live in. We've created the world's most efficient large aero engine, powered nuclear submarines, and enabled land speed records. We developed game-changing engineering solutions for supersonic jets and even supported NASA missions on the edge of space. We disrupt. We challenge convention. We champion new solutions. We pioneer the power that matters. We're always looking forward to creating an environment where our people can be at their best, shape the future and work on incredible projects that matter. We give them the freedom to grow, challenge, and be brilliant. We collaborate, innovate, and embrace different ways of thinking. We're pioneers. Together, we'll advance beyond tomorrow.
0: It's a really effective video. As you said, it's... um it was produced mainly with the library that, that you had at Rolls Royce. Can you talk a little bit about the steps that took us up to the point where we started production on that video?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and the EVP work is a is a big, big project. That, yeah, you know, we, we went into the rads. We didn't win it, unfortunately. The employer brand, but you know, I think you know, if you, if you really, truly want to understand, you know, again, why. People want to work for your company, mm. a company, the give and the get. You know, and really define what your behaviours you expect from people, and also what they can expect from as an employer. You have to do that research and insights. We worked with uh, Willis Towers Watson on that, um, and did you know huge amounts of focus groups, interviews across the globe with different talent groups, senior leaders, through to shop floor workers. Um, so, uh, and for me, that's the most important thing about employer branding. You know, if you haven't done that insight, if you haven't got the research, if you truly don't understand what your proposition is, you know, it's like anything. If you're trying to, you know, to sell anything, you have no idea, and you're just, you know, <laughs> floating around. So, so for me, that gives you a really strong foundation to build things on. From from that mm-hmm. MVP, uh, we then sort of started to look at the, the look and feel, the employer brand, the creative roots. And and I say this was what was really interesting at Rolls was we we went through his big corporate brand at the same time. You know, looking at how we moved from an engineering company to an industrial technology company, people still think but probably most people on this call still think that Rolls-Royce made cars. They, they don't, BMW do. I'll, I'll say that one last time. Um, but, you know, this this film was really taking all of that, you know, that messaging, putting it together in a nice, short, powerful film to obviously show the products that we do, but also you know really frame it in terms of, you know, the pioneers and the people that, that, that we want working for us. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, isn't it? You know, there's this big debate, is the hero film dead? Um, I kind of sit on the fence with it. I think there's always at, uh, you know a place for a really strong hero film and mm-hmm. i think as the world's moving towards do you want to just so much, what do you mean by hero film so i just mean not necessarily in this case because as i just said it was mainly b-roll so it didn't cost too much but you know the, the kind of big two and a half minute two minute you know film mm. uh, big production um you know i think it's i still think it's really important but you know as we know where things are moving a lot faster. There's a lot more kind of shorter soundbite kind of create uh, content being created yeah. um, for social. I still think there's something, just something great about taking what is a really big subject matter, i.e. what it's like to work at, at Rolls-Royce, yeah. um, you know, all those products and condensing it and getting it into a really short, powerful film that can live for a, decent amount of time on your career site or, you know, where it yeah.
0: is you're your putting it. I mean, I agree that, you know, I, I think the key thing is like, you know, where's it going to play out? Cause like yeah. you know, if you you want to have something that's going to hit people with a punch to play at exhibitions, to, you know, to yeah. to, to, to be the masthead on your career site, I guess the key thing is that you're just creating enough of the, like smaller bits of content just to sort of draw people back into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you know, you'll see, we're going to play um, another hero film in a minute. Which is just, um, yeah, it's the sort of consolidation of a number of different profile films that we did, and it it just it is effect. It's it's really effective because it just gives um, the real kaleidoscope of all the different things that happened in the project. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I love this one. There's there's also you know different complexity around different types of video. That that one wasn't too hard. It was you know getting sign off from all the different corporate comms teams, uh, business Mm -hmm. teams. Sorry. Um, and making sure we had, you know, the right shots of the engines and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of legwork in that. What what we'll see around the, the employee resource group videos. You yeah. know, that's a whole sort of beast altogether and you know, one that was you know, took took quite a long time to get off the ground and to, to actually shoot and produce. Um but I mean I you know, and it actually finished after I left uh, left Rolls um after putting all the legwork in with Carrie um but you know they're really powerful films, and as you mm-hmm. say, there's there's a series of them that can also be you know cut up into into smaller chunks. But then there's this hero film that, that pulls yeah. pulls it all together. What
0: why do you think video is such a sort of valuable tool for communicating around this kind of thing? I mean,
1: it, you know, if there's a better way of telling a story, then you know. <laughs> someone can tell me although people still read a lot of books obviously oh. I, just, I just think again it's a bit of a cliche a bit of a cliche. It's a bit more difficult to kind of host on your on your home page it, it does yeah yeah and you know when, when you know and all the, all the insight Richard says you know on, i mean take career sites and you mentioned it you know shorter pages shorter content you know, people don't want to read loads and loads of information. There's still, again, I think there's still a, a place for long-form articles and good insights and blogs and all that stuff. Sometimes it's the only way you can do it as well. But video, I think it's so flexible. You know, like we were saying, you can do big budget production stuff. You've got user-generated content. I think yeah. That's a whole other discussion around how you get good user-generated content. Um, you know, repurposing. Um, you know, and as you say, you know, that's how people are consuming. Um, stories, information now you know mm. so much content out there, it obviously poses another issue of how you cut through it or and make compelling content, but yeah, I think video just gives you so many opportunities and you can get really creative with it you know that 's why yeah, you know, what I love
0: I, th- I think the other thing is that you, because video has the the uh, effect of condensing time, you can underestimate mm. quite how much sort of narrative depth and, i mean how much story. Um, sort of get yeah. rid of the buzzword. Uh, how much story you can fit <laughs> into even just like fifteen seconds? The best TV adverts, you know, might be thirty seconds long, but they've got re- like really in, like developed narrative structures, which is yeah. Well, and I think,
1: and this is why it's so important the creative process. You know, it's probably a question you're going to ask me later, but you know, everything has to start with that brief. You know, having mm. worked agency side and and now you know, and having clients who come to you without a you know a clear brief. You know, how do you? Often they're quite complex subjects. um, You know, how do you condense that and really refine it? And and as you say, create something that is really powerful in a really short amount of time. Video does allow you to do that, but Mm. you could only do that if you if you really understand what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to get through with it. You know, it's like anything, isn't it? It's you know, not films. You know, you can. I'd love to know how many amazing films there there would have been if they were edited better. <laughs> you know, because yes. there's so many elements. Sound. It's, it's there's so many elements that can either make or break a film.
0: Yeah, I mean, the edit is just so fundamental. You know, they sort of say yeah. it's the it's the purest. That's where the film actually really gets made. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing the number of films where, you know, the editor just maybe has just missed the mark slightly and you send it over to the client and the client looks at it and goes, ah, we just spent how much on that. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. and it's actually, and, and, you know, they sit and freak out and it's, which is completely understandable, but actually you can see like just a little bit of tweaking. It can be exactly the same film, but just another few hours of an edit on it and it just tightens yeah. up and makes
1: it ping. It's so true. And I, and I think, you know, what? there's a big lesson there for anyone doing my job. You know, I, I mean, I am really, really picky and pedantic with stuff, but it's because you know you watch something, and obviously, no, no agency, no production house is going to get it right first time, especially as you know they're trying to create something that's in your mind. You know, mm. sometimes you're wild and you go, "Wow, I didn't think it was going to be like that," but that's great. But I think every time I've ever had a film, there's always that tightening up to do, like you say, and I think. Mm. You, but you have to have the confidence as well to challenge creatives. I mean, that was one thing I learned on the agency side, you know, your big creative director in the corner and God dare, dare you go up to them and tell them they might not be right. But actually, <laughs> you know, agency side, you're going to be the person in front of the client. You know, yeah. you have to believe in it and sell it. And then as the client, you have all these stakeholders that are waiting for this film to appear and, and want to be, you know, bedazzled by it. So you have to really, you know, challenge and, yeah. and do not accept anything unless you're completely happy with it and that can be tough and you know and you have to manage relationships through that but i think mm-hmm. you know it's, you just have to go through that
0: and yeah and trust your gut as well mm. what would be yeah. your what would be your advice to someone who maybe you know that they're, they're a bit earlier in their career and they they want to get a really good film made but they maybe don't mm-hmm. have quite the sort of the confidence in their own um in, in their own opinions or, uh, you know, what, what would be like the sort of, have you got sort of like two or three steps that someone could take to, to, to get a good film made where to begin? With? I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I think, I think the first thing is going back to that brief, they need to be able to articulate what it is they're after. And I think things like mood boards or examples of, of things that they like, because mm-hmm. that way you're not saying this is how I want it to be, you know, but this is the kind of the vibe that I want it to feel like there's that piece for them you know, to be really clear um, I think it's teaming up with someone who has done it you know if you're working mm-hmm. a big organization um, especially like like roles or GE yeah you know, there's going to be lots of people with, with experience of doing this so if you haven't quite got that confidence bring someone in you know you can support you on that because yeah. it can be quite lonely sometimes if you're working on a project and you know ultimately you know you are having to present that back to, to lots of people and I've had it before you know without mentioning any specifics you know there was one film you know, I made a huge deal about it, and it wasn't where I wanted it to be, and it and it never really was. And I had to present that back to uh, some real big stakeholders and kind of sell it in. And it's really hard if you're not happy with it. So, and, and also you spend a lot, potentially a lot of money on it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. To someone, yeah, to team up with someone who, if you haven't got the confidence, team up with someone who has. <laughs> nice one. So, uh, just sort of talking about like, you know, how do you, how do
0: you cut through? There's a lot of noise, yeah, you know, and. Like, how can you do projects that are that are eye catching? And I think one of the drums that we try and bang a lot is the importance of doing creative work because you know there's just so much stuff out there to be really eye catching. Yes, obviously, less creative work can still get the message across, but if you're Mm. if you've got someone who's just scrolling through their newsfeed on on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, to catch their eye, you want to do something a little bit out there. And I think just to sort of illustrate that, I'm just going to play this play the uh, Jimmy C film. Um, And then we can talk a little bit about it after. so Dan that you know as a, as a sort of creative treatment like that's pretty out there um yeah could you go through a little bit of the process of, of getting something like that signed off
1: yeah definitely and that's and uh, that's a teaser um for the main video as well there was a few other teasers that we created so the actual idea behind that was um I mean, yeah I'll, I'll run through the process but it was actually for a big stem event we were running um called the shake up where we painted the Jimmy C's graffiti artists painted uh charles rolls and henry royce um and we did a big stem event as well because you know things are moving from stem to steam uh, including art within science and technology and, and math and engineering so yeah it was a really interesting process i had it was when we were going through this big rebrand so we had a whole new color palette that was introduced um into into the Rolls Royce sort of brand assets and uh and I was sat in my friend's living room and I looked at his wall and he had this amazing picture on there. So I got the name of the guy who's, who did it. He's also did David Bowie, Muir and Brixton um, and said, hey, you got for a project. Now, you can imagine selling this in. <laughs> I started by speaking to some of the people in comms and sort of talking to them about the idea. And it was really quite a long process to get people going, okay, excited, but no one really wanted to go for it. So. You know, I kind of took it upon myself. I created some some of my own teaser videos for it as well. I ripped off a load of uh, Jimmy's videos off of of YouTube and sort of put this thing together. And I actually ended up taking it to the chief exec of Rolls Royce, so Warren Warren East. And that was a really interesting meeting where, you know, I had this sort of track, a hip hop track on it, and. And I was trying to explain to him that we we're going to get a graffiti artist to <laughs> do a, li- a live painting with Charles Rolls and Henry Royce and, and obviously, you know, pay for the paintings. But, you know, what what was brilliant was he, he he got it and he said, go for it. And I think one of the things was obviously the paintings that we ended up with. I mean, they're hanging in the, the main entrance as you walk into into the uh, main Rolls-Royce building up in Derby and they'll stay there forever. You know, we have really antiquated artwork on the, on the walls and this was something to really freshen people up and it works, you know, as a STEM engagement event piece, it works as a big employee engagement piece. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we did stickers where people could color them in themselves and play around with the, the new sort of color palette. So, you know, and you'll see at the end there, if anyone noticed, we actually even, you know, I, was, I was very uh, very off-brand and uh, and just made the Rolls-Royce badge flicker with the new brand colors, which was really pushing it. But I think, again, that was an example of, you know, obviously we shot that um live with, with Jimmy and you know and it was just a, a different project mm. um still tied very closely with early career recruitment and, and employer funding, but yeah, that was something that just you know was, was really good to work on
0: yeah it's really out there and I remember when you first talk, talked about it it was quite like uh, uh and that how does that connect, <laughs> it sort of take those things into they fit I think it's yeah. really interesting that you you know you you had the sort of courage of your convictions and then you like you, you created a little video that you were then able to share mm-hmm. and take right to the top. Um, and, and sort of, we, when last time we were talking to Catalina, um, was yeah. talking about this, the importance of, of building a coalition. And when you've got a yeah. creative idea, go and find some, you know, it's use individuals to, to sort of come and champion it with you. And I guess that's kind of what yeah. you did but like,
1: right, right from the top. It is, and you know what? There's, there's a lesson I learnt there. You know, those allies can come from the most, you know, random places. I mean, there's a, there's a lady, Jo Morgan, who's head of, of legal and compliance at Rolls Royce, and she was one of the biggest advocates for it. Um, I mean, it, it was a nightmare with the health and safety, mm-hmm. and <laughs> trying. You know, obviously, we ended up having to do it outside in a sort of minus six degrees. I think it was like absolutely freezing that weekend up in Derby. Sure. Um, so but you know yeah absolutely find people who've got that passion you get it and then just keep working away and you know, get the backing that you need
0: nice so what what do you do in terms of like getting the work actually seen because obviously there's one thing to, to produce good looking videos it's mm-hmm. another thing to actually make sure that people see them and I guess like that can vary from you know your social channels through your own channels and then on to ex- exhibitions and things like what are the kind of some of the steps you take to make sure that
1: you know, yeah, you know. this is another massive tip, and you know, I think so often people can get caught up with the creative idea and putting all the budget into the video, and then as you say, you've got a great video. Where where do you put it? And it's not just about where you put it. Obviously, there's some obvious places you can put it on the YouTube channel or social, but it's how are you going to reach those audiences? And this is mm-hmm. where I think clearly it's it's so important to already build that channel sort of the, the activation uh, plan. I mean, if you look now, the organic reach on social—if you put it on any corporate site in particular—you know, you don't get huge amounts of engagement. It's not necessarily the right audiences that you're looking for. So, you know, I absolutely always have to keep aside some pay for budget, um, and it depends how big the campaign is. You know, if it's a part of a bigger recruitment um, campaign, um, you know, you can obviously, you know, really target and look at, you know, using programmatic, and um, but you know, there's also this this big collaboration with with your corporate channels as well mm-hmm. um you know i'm still a firm believer in you know working with the corporate team and the corporate channels to get whatever you want to call it employer branding content onto the bigger channels yeah um you know i know there's still lots of companies that do have bespoke you know social channels for careers and i think you know absolutely there's a place for it and there's some really great examples out there yeah. um but for me I think the power of a brand is when you bring together everything, the technology, you know, the, the people aspect. As a consumer, do I really want to follow a channel and just find out about you the new stuff? No, I fun. don't. <laughs> um, so as long as there's a, a, a good blend of content, um, that's, that, that's my view. And obviously there are different views on that. Yeah.
0: But, um, I mean, it is interesting that um, where in the past we've made loads of films for the sort of HR employer brand department, that have Mm. then been taken on by the sort of broader brand and used, you know, to sell the the company more, more widely, you know, and usually in those instances, you know, it's like the employer brand manager or the HR director or whoever signed off on the kind of, you know,
1: yeah, they they love that stuff. They do. They do. They really do. I mean the other thing I always think is a really interesting one and having worked with many different agencies is the format that you're shooting for as well. Do you just go all out social on campaigns now, you know, and really push it and do it, you know, for the right size for Instagram and, and film it, you know, mm-hmm. with selfies? About I don't know if you've seen, but, gee, we've been doing a series of employee takeovers, mm-hmm. and it's really bold, really good stuff. And, yep. you know, literally going from taking over the, the main photo on the, on LinkedIn or, or Instagram with, with that employee for the day
0: yeah, and it's a great way of
1: showing that technology through the eyes of the employees who are working on it, designing it, delivering yeah. it. So I'm in. I'm actually in Paris uh, next week to do the G healthcare one, mm. which is going to be fascinating. We're in a book in Paris, where looking at the Christina machine, which is a mammography machine, um, sort of designed by. By all female team. So that's, uh, keep an eye out yeah. for that in October because that would be really interesting. The scripting of it, it is absolutely purely done for social. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll scripting it. The employees will be obviously hugging some of the cameras during some of the footage, but also blended with B roll. Um, so, yeah. that's going to be a really interesting, uh, it's my first sort of obviously big, big project at uh, G Healthcare. So,
0: yeah, it's great. And it, you know, it, 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 mm-hmm. you know it's
1: using technology
0: to really humanize the products and to humanize the brand. Um, Absolutely.
1: And it's finding um, that the people who, you know, the employees who are uh, sort of bold enough and (laughs) secure enough to actually stand in front of the camera and deliver it, because, you know, it can be quite intimidating. So um, I think that's another thing that I've learned through my career, you know, make sure you do that legwork to to check whether people are happy on camera. And obviously people always freeze at some point or Mm can freeze. You really want people who are confident or at least, you know, do a a good job on on camera to get it across.
0: And that, you know, that's a sort of bit of the pre-production piece, putting the time in up front, you know, it can yeah. be really desirable slash exciting when you start a project to be like, oh, you know, let's get on with it. Let's start shooting. Yeah. And it actually, the more time that you spend up front, getting the brief right, getting the people right, doing those interviews makes such a difference and actually saves, saves money in the, in the long run as well. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Over my career, as in general. Well, like <laughs> with reference to, <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, not not in your life. Um, <laughs> but the most important lesson that you've learned, um, sort of, with reference to kind of communicating around employer
1: brand. That, that is a difficult. one. There's so many lessons, mm-hmm. and then I think for me, you know, there's there's a couple of big ones. One is having done your insight and research and really understand, that that might be on one small brief. It might be on you know the whole EVP, but it's making sure you know those first principles around a tight brief really understanding what it is you're trying to achieve you know what is the objective um because if you haven't got that you might as well you know give up the other piece is absolutely don't take anything for granted you know i mean i've gone into meetings and thought that they would know what i'm talking about when i'm you know talking about talent acquisition and trying to create a campaign and you know talking about active and passive you know talent and and actually no, half the time, you know, <laughs> you know, people won't necessarily know what you're talking about. What, if you're selling what, them what is active and passive client uh, talent? <laughs> <laughs> well, people who are actively looking, yeah, oh, right. and pe- people who may not be, you know. Right. So, I agree. And, ha- and how do you tap them on the shoulder and get them start to start thinking about your, you know, your your yeah. place of, of work? So, I think you know, there's a big piece there. Always go in really prepared, you know, with that pitch and what you're trying to do and, and why you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, Budget planning is a massive thing as well. You know, none of this happens unless you have a really clear plan and you budget and you have a justification for everything you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to activate this? You know, what's in it? How are you going to measure return on investment? And that can be a really hard thing as well. There's so many different ways of of measuring. The return um, on
0: investment thing is is really tricky.
1: It it is. It really is.
0: What's the best way, or the least worst way that you found... (laughs) To do that, are you
1: really on the spot? <laughs> no, no, it's it's fine. And I think often these these you know whether it's a video work, it's part it's part of a wider campaign, mm-hmm. right? So you know, yes, you can measure things like you know how many more applicants have you got, how much traffic to a landing page that you've created. Um, you know, if, if you're doing video and it's on the social um, channels, you know, obviously you can you can measure the hell out of it in analytics and analytics and data and sort of show how many impressions, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. But, there is a part of this which I always say, you know, some some of it you can't measure, you know, and some of this you just have to go with it. And, you know, we know that by building out, doing more creative things, having that sort of overarching message, it helps, you know. And also, I always think every single piece of content you create is also an employee engagement tool. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, when we did a yeah. big piece of the IT department, before I left, you know, the fact that you are engaging with own, those employees and talking to them and getting their opinion and you know, and getting them out, you know, um, on, on film and, and different channels, you can't really put a, a price or, or measure how important that is for you know, team morale and, 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 and things like that, and engagement. So, you know, there's metrics, but there's also the stuff that is less tangible. But your gut feel, going back to your gut feel, you know, it's important.
0: It's funny. It's one of the things I think we've identified at uh, Casual is that. When people are on set, that might be one of the sort of, I mean, certainly I've had like some of the best times in my entire life, certainly the best times of my working life on yeah. set in all different parts of the world. It's a really fun environment to be in and you're creating something and there's lots of stuff happening that's different. Yeah. Like you need to like help people to really enjoy that. You know, it's great. It's, it's so fun, you know, yeah. when it's done
1: right. And if
0: everyone's you get a good result and, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And as you say, you know, we take it for granted we're doing it all the time. But actually, yeah, if it's the first time you've done it, it's wow. Yeah. You know, and you can feel, well, they should be made to feel really special because they're giving up their time and they're putting their energy into helping us communicate, you know, what a, a great place of, of, you know, to work. So,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Right, I'm just going to play one last video. Uh...
3: Be a pioneer with a spirit for adventure. Be an innovator with the big idea. Be bold, be true, be proud of where you've come from and excited for what's ahead. Look around you, find a way to see things differently. Different together, successful together. Celebrate your uniqueness and respect it in others. Believe in yourself. Bravely push boundaries. Be you and be at your best. Be strong and smart, adapt with agility, embrace change, commit to excellence, and know that you are the reason for greatness. Bring your curiosity to the table, take on the challenge and simplify to solve. Connect, collaborate, come together and set us apart. Explore your freedom, create your purpose, bring your brilliance, find yourself. You are you, you are power, be at your best, Rolls-Royce.
0: So before we go on with that, I just want to tell you a little bit about Casual Films. Uh, We started back in 2006, we were one of the world's first online specific video production companies. Since then we've grown to uh, have offices in London, New York, LA, and then satellite office in in San Francisco, which is where I am. We work with global blue chip brands to help them to communicate a lot around employer communications and recruitment marketing, but then also through the holes of B2B and B2C uh, communications piece. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, then please do. Uh, You can do that by emailing us at uh, projects at casualfilms, or there's a contact us page on the website and just have a little click there. And you'll get an email or a call back from one of our producers. You won't get a call from a salesperson because um, we want to try and help you to make great films. Anyway, that's the plug. Um, and Dan, do you want to just carry on by just telling us a little bit about what was the process behind that film? And, and why is inclusion and diversity such an important part of the employer brand piece?
1: Yeah, so so I think you know there's lots of um, information out there to say that more diverse teams you know create better results, different ways of thinking, um, which ultimately ends in a better customer experiences and more profitable companies. So Rolls Royce being an engineering company, um, lots of uh, lots of white males, um, so there's a, there's a real focus and a push to attract more diverse candidates um, and talent into, into Rolls Royce. So that was the premise behind it. But actually, how do you go about at least showing some of that diversity that is already within the organisation? So we have a number of employer resource groups, which you know most big companies do. And it always amazes me the passion that these people have, the stories that they've got to tell, the sort of adversity that they've overcome, some of the things they've experienced in the workplace. Um, so you know, I wanted to tell as many of those stories as I could. So we went to all of the ERGs. And we got all of them to write up sort of profiles of themselves and their stories. We turned every single one into a written profile. um, And we Mm -hmm. did uh, photography for all of those people as well to give them, again, that kind of experience. Um, And then we also turned some of those really powerful stories into those films. And we worked with you guys on that to develop the scripts, um, do the animation and I think you know if, if you go onto the to the site and have a look at those, there's you know we, we've got one from person representative from from four of the different employee resource groups, and I, I felt a huge change from when I first started at Rolls. You know through all the work that's been done through the you know from the diversity teams and, and from leadership, you know sponsoring the RGs all the way down. It's fantastic, and you know it's sadly you still get comments on LinkedIn when you put out some of this content, but um, I think generally people appreciate it, and I think it's a really you know, it's, it's a great thing and we should all be doing it and showing that power of diversity within a, an organisation. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting, you know,
0: because we've been working, yeah, with you guys at Rolls-Royce, well, since you were at Rolls-Royce for, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, pretty much all the time that you were there. Um, yeah. So when I first saw those films, I, you know, I love the animation. I think people do find a lot of those subjects quite challenging. Yeah. Um, um, and I was, you know, I think it's great to see a company like Rolls-Royce doing work like that
1: well, and you know what the biggest thing is the, the, again the employees being brave enough to say yeah I'll come yeah. out with my story on camera yeah, you know, it's big it's, it's, it's yeah. massive you know it's really big so uh, yeah it was hopefully that would just set the tone and you know, keep, they'll keep doing more and more of that And mm. my challenge is obviously to do something similar at, at G Healthcare um, because again there's loads of stuff that's going on within the organisation it's just how do we then um, start storytelling and, and presenting that to the outside world
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. What would be your advice to someone um, to help them
1: find stories like that in their organisation? That's a really good question. I think part of it is teaming up with your internal comms guys, Um, because most a lot of the time, you know, there are channels for people to come in, all the comms, you know, teams around the world, and get pick up on these stories. But often the good ones, you know, they won't necessarily come forward, and they're just doing their day job cracking mm. on so things like the employee resource groups are really good ways of doing it because they're obviously an active uh, group of people that you can go to so you know it's keeping your ear to the ground as well yep. you know i mean I, I actually pick a lot of things off of linkedin i try and link in with as many of my colleagues as i can and you'll yep. just see something flash up and give them a chase so yeah lots of ways of doing it it's not necessarily mm. easy but um, i think work with the comms teams and, and the internal comms who have got that's a yeah. wider wider reach yeah I are mean, you saying from experience
0: you quite often you know if you go into different teams and you talk to managers Mm. like the type of people who are going to make the right be the right profile um you
1: know quite often they're aware of them
0: yeah they
1: are they are are absolutely yeah whenever we start a campaign you know we speak to the hiring manager who are the great people on your team you know and always think of it that diversity lens as well
0: who do you think is doing this really well who you know who would you recommend (laughs) us kind of having a look at to see it's
1: it's, it's interesting it's like i've got i've got I think there's pockets of people doing it really well all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, and you've obviously got your real big brands like Amazon and sort of and Google are voted to sort of the number one. You know, in various mm-hmm. different different uh, ratings. But I think there's some stuff. I mean, I'm not being biased, but um, you know, I love the GE. Employee takeovers. I mean, have a look mm-hmm. on there. The next one is going to be sort of mid mid October. I do think yeah. they're just really well produced, really well done. I loved the um, it was AA with uh, you know thinking about influencers with Ant Middleton. It was oh, what was, it? It was ready for anything campaign. There's some really interesting things. I love the next uh, walk this way uh, Instagram account. Um, yeah. purely from an aesthetics point of view. There's some great content on there as well. I think they're managing some you know s- some stuff. But I think <clears throat> can can I say there's one organisation that's incredible facebook are great you know they do a yeah. lot of live um, chats and you know you'd expect facebook to be pretty good at, at the social side of things um so yeah there's sure. lots of yeah. stuff out there i think follow, follow as many companies as you can and you know that's the only way to just you know see yourself awesome. but, um
0: and if anyone wants to follow up with you like what what would be the best way for them to contact you linkedin
1: yeah they should should be able to find me daniel perkins on linkedin gg healthcare (laughs) i'm sure they'll find drop me a message and happy to to have a chat with anybody and you know share my experiences
0: nice one um well our next webinar is going to be on the 19th of october it's a thursday uh we've got a guest just waiting for the absolute confirmation um so we'll be sharing (laughs) that shortly you'll be spammed within an inch of your life i'm sure on all your social channels dan (laughs) thank you so much for making the time i really appreciate it uh, no is Away from the, the beach in, in Nice <laughs> um, to be with <laughs> that. us. Um, Had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did. You nearly, you nearly made
1: it. You nearly made it. Um, Have <laughs> you got anything else to add? No, no. Just just thank you very much for having me. Like I said, I'm happy to share my experiences. And um, and also, I get a lot of my information from, uh, there's a book called The New Fire, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, by, this, by, this, by this guy, which is a good read as well, all on, uh, all on the subject of video. So uh, so thanks for having me, Nick. <laughs> thanks,
0: Dan. Thanks. Yeah, Cheers. if you want to check out the new fire, you can find it on Amazon, and you've probably been spammed with an inch of your life on that. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Bye Cheers. Now. Bye. So there we go. I hope you found that useful. If you did, please get in touch with me. You can do that on nick at casualfilms.com. It's always good to get feedback as we want to try and make this as valuable for you as we possibly can. We have a number of excellent guests lined up, so we really want to help you to get the most from it. If you did enjoy it, please take a moment to rate, comment and share it. It will help us to have a little bit more impact with those who might find value in some guidance in this sometimes quite challenging area. Next time, I'll be talking to Denise Feldman from Marriott International. If you have a question for her, please let us know. If you want to keep up to date with everything corporate brand and business video, don't forget to subscribe to the Casual Films Happy Friday Mailer. Again, there's a link to this in the show notes. So that's it from Dan, me and everyone at Casual Films. Thanks for listening and see you next time.